Good morning. Please turn your Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 145. Psalm 119, reading through uh, some of uh, Spurgeon's comments in the treasury of David, he calls Psalm 119 the soliloquy of a holy soul before the words of God. And that means that when a person's heart is right and when he has obedience towards his Savior, and he comes before the Word of God, the awe, the peace, and the joy that he has when reading the words of the law. Yes. Psalm 119, verse 145. This is David, the King of Israel, and his soliloquy before God's Word. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 145 to 152. This is a prayer of David. This is a prayer of a king in the middle of the night. He was facing some trouble in life. He had some enemies that he needed deliverance from. So he approached the Lord. You know, verse 150 tells us that he had enemies because the enemies were drawing closer to him yes. and they, were, they had all kinds of mischief in their hearts. Yes. But this is a prayer of a king. It's the most important activity a Christian can do. Yes, Lord. Prayer is the most powerful thing yes. a Christian can do. That's right. Prayer creates and strengthens a connection between an individual and the High King of Heaven. It is the most blessed privilege that yes. only Jehovah's priests and kings were allowed to do for 4,000 years. This was a prayer of a king. Not man, this is not prayer of average Joe back then. Average Joe was not allowed to approach the Lord in the same way that David was allowed to. Right. Um, but what, we can, what can we see from this prayer of a king? Firstly, David's prayer was very childlike. In another psalm, he would say that he would have behaved himself and quieted himself and his soul as a weaned child. Right. And he was childlike when he came before the Lord. This was a king, yes. but before the Lord, yes. he was a child. He was written... This was written when he was a king with many accomplishments. This was no average king. He was the man after God's own heart. He was the comeliest man in Israel. He was the mighty warrior who slew Goliath. He was the general of the armies and the conqueror of Israel's enemies. His, all his followers were not average people. They were mighty men with great accomplishments of their own. Yet, before the Lord, he was a child and a babe. 
How do we know that he was a child and a babe? Verse 145, it says, I cried. What do children do all the time? They cry. I cried. Hear me. Verse 146, I cried. Save me. Yes. Verse 147, I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. Yes. Verse 149, hear my voice. He's asking the Lord to hear me, to hear him, to save him, like a child would to his father. Are we childlike when we come before the Lord? Are we childlike? You know, we are not quite like David in any way. Do we have any pride in our lives that prevents us from being as childlike as we should when we come before the Lord? Satan was full of pride, and look what happened to him. And when we, when we approach the Lord, we do want to take away any pride that we yes. have in our lives. Do we have any presumption and his presumptuous sins when we come before the Lord? When we go before the Lord who sees through our lives and sees through our thoughts and our actions, do we have anything to hide from him? He sees it anyway. We have to consider that that we have what we have in our lives, what we have accomplished is vanity and less than vanity before the creator of all things and put ourselves down and be as childlike as David was, being a king who accomplished much more than we did and who did many more things for the Lord than we could ever imagine. Just consider how Jesus Christ, our Savior, prayed. He said, whenever he would start his prayer, he would say, Our Father, my Father. Yes. He humbled himself before his Father. Who was Jesus Christ? He was God. He is God. He reigns forevermore. But when he approached Jehovah, he said, My Father. Yes. He thought it not to be robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation yes, and humbled himself yes, Lord. and obeyed the Lord even unto the cross. Amen. Now we come to obedience. David was committed to be obedient. Yes. Verse 145, I will keep thy statutes. Yes. Right. Prayer is powerless without obedience. Yes. If, there's no, if there's no obedience in your life, don't expect anyone to hear your prayer. You know, the devil may hear your prayer, but who cares? Verse 146, I shall keep thy testimonies. Yes. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. And we have to live righteous lives for our prayers to be heard at all. Yes. I mean, the, the Bible gives us examples of where a husband's prayers could be hindered yes. if he didn't have a proper relationship with his wife. And David himself knew from Samuel, who told him about Saul and how obedience was better than sacrifice yes. in, the, in the matter of the Amalekites. So David knew that he better be obedient to God's commandments before he could come before the Lord and ask for things, ask for deliverance in this case. And consider how, how our Lord Jesus Christ was completely obedient to all the things that he was asked to do. He came to this world with a mission, and he accomplished that mission perfectly. He did all the Lord's will perfectly. Yes. He was completely obedient. 
And his prayers, all his prayers, wherever you may see, they were answered perfectly. And he was crowned in glory, and he sits on the right hand of the majesty on high right now. Thirdly, David was dependent on scripture. Verse 145, I will keep thy statutes. Verse 146, I shall keep thy testimonies. Verse 147, I hoped in thy word. Verse 148, that I might meditate in thy word. Verse 149, quicken me according to thy judgment. Verse 150, they are far, from, they are far, speaking of his enemies, from thy law. Yes. 151, thy commandments are truth. Hey. Verse 152, thy testimonies from old have been founded forever. Yes. Are we like that? Do we know the words of scripture? Do we know where to go to when we face different trials in life? Right. David knew, David hoped. David meditated in his word all the days of his life, especially during the times when he was facing trials, but he did so even when he wasn't. All the time, this was part of his life. What can we learn from this psalm? Um, It is a simple passage, but... Most of the times, the things that we learn ought to be just reminders. You know, there's no new yes. doctrine that comes out from the Bible. We have been taught so much that it's more of a reminder of what we ought to do and right. the zeal and commitment that we ought to have that is more important. Do you pray? Does the Lord know you? Do you pray? What do you pray about? Do you pray fervently? Because David prayed with his whole heart, right. not yes. with just, yes. you know, half-heartedly. Amen. He prayed with his whole, whole heart. How long do you pray? You know, oftentimes we, we, we do not want to have uh, long prayers that the Pharisees would have just to praise themselves. But the length of our prayers is an indicator of how rich our spiritual life is before the Lord. How long do you pray? What kind of hours do you pray at? David prayed during the wee hours of the morning because he prevented the dawning of the sun. And what kind of prayers do you have? Are you obedient towards the law of God? David was obedient. For he knows that obedience is more important than sacrifice. And in this case, prayer is sacrifice that we we can give, that we ought to give. But obedience is more important than that. Is your life guided, motivated by Scripture? David's was. Mm-hmm. This is the, the theme of Psalm 119, Scripture, and David's love for Scripture and how Scripture was so important and so meaningful to him. Is your life, can you justify your actions in your life, in your thoughts, and your speech by Scripture? Lord, help us. Yes. Amen. Finally, let us consider the outcome of David's prayer. Was his prayer answered? Yes, it was. In three words, and that's all we need. Verse 151, Thou art near. Amen. Yes. 
And sometimes when a person is facing troubles in life, that's all he needs yes. for the Lord Amen. to be near. Yes. Mm-hmm. And David was, was just like us in that sense. Thou art near. Is the Lord near to you? Is the Lord near to me? Is there something in between the Lord and you? Is it the same for me? What idols do we have in our heart that will prevent us, that we are worshipping instead of the Lord? What things do we have in our lives that hinder us from becoming the saints of God that we ought to be, just like David? Is the Lord near? The Lord was near to David. He had more things in his life and on his plate than you could ever imagine. Right. But the Lord was near. I would like to summarize this psalm from David's words in another psalm. Uh, Turn to Psalm 61, and I'll close. David was a king. David was the best king that Israel had. David was the benchmark of all the other kings that followed. And this is how David's approach was to the Lord, who was the king of kings and Lord of lords. Psalm 61. And I'll read the first two verses. And, and that is how David's approach was. Hear my cry, O God. Hear, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. This was David's heart. He approached the Lord in a humble and childlike way. He obeyed the Lord's commandments and he depended on Scripture as much as he could. May the Lord help us to lead us to the rock that is higher than us. Amen.